can't remember, even when I was growing up, there was a series about fashion and design and art, particularly aimed at a younger audience. So I think for me, that was really amazing to see and to see that storyline come together. And today, we're going to give you guys a bit more of an insight. So we will be doing a Q&A at the end of this. Uh, we've got some questions we want to ask um, some cast members and the creators who are going to come on stage. So first of all, uh, could I ask the wonderful creator and lead writer of the Athena to stage, please welcome Holly Phillips. <laughs> Next up, we have another person who's stopping behind the scenes, director Isabel Sieb. And finally, we have cast members Sophie Robertson and Tavlin Steen. I, you might know them as Lexi and Lee. Come on. How was that, watching that with an audience? Um. Were you keeping an ear out for everyone's reactions? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to come to you girls uh, in a bit, but first of all, we have some um, questions that we're going to start with you, Holly. Um, you are the lead writer. You've written for other um, children's programmes before, including Million Between and Hank Zipper, but we really want to ask you where this script came from, where the idea originally came from, and what the origins are of the, of the Athena. Um, so it was it was a really interesting development process because it actually me and exec producer Foz Allen, hey, <laughs> um, we met up with Depeche, who are a company who do magazines that follow like well the characters in the magazines are models, but and they wanted to do something they wanted to kind of move into the world of TV and what we noticed looking at their magazines is that whilst they were about the world of modelling they were also all about designing and mm. making the clothes and. I think we just really responded to that creative part of it too and well that's what I was saying I don't particularly remember any show when I was younger that focused on fashion or design or art when I was growing up so for me watching this was amazing because I wish I kind of had this when I was younger <laughs> that's good because that's kind of what I wanted to write good um, okay something that you that I wish I had when I was younger too definitely um do you think the world has uh, changed in the past 10 years for teenagers whether they're male or female, and the situations that you write about now compared to when you first started writing? Um, yeah, personally, I think it's tougher now. I think there's more pressure than ever. Um, I think, I don't know, when I was growing up, there was a kind of, it was sort of in that area where it was kind of like, you can be anything, was actually, I think now it's kind of like, well, you can be anything, but you better get perfect grades at everything and <laughs> look perfect and study at the best university, but also get the best work experience and also stare at people on Instagram who seem to have perfect lives when you don't so I think it's tougher now a lot tougher now a so lot I more pressure think, on the younger. I think there's a lot more pressure yeah I would agree with that um talking about the production we had a conversation earlier um and that there was a real focus for this production to be 50 50 uh, behind the camera and you guys managed to achieve that yeah. yeah I mean that was a conscious decision from the producers which we all really appreciated because I think having 50 50 men and women in the crew really created a really, really nice, creative, warm atmosphere on set. And I think particularly because a lot of the actors are young and it was like their first big job, I think that hopefully created an atmosphere for you as well where you felt safe to... Yeah. Would you agree you know. with that for you guys on set? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Isabel's terrifying as an individual. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, a surprise, a complete surprise, um, because I don't think... Like, this was like, my first TV job and I just wasn't expecting like a second AC to be lovely Kate, who's not here, but yeah, like the, that to be a normal thing. And it became normal, which is 
sort of the point. You normalise it, you make it visible, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is how it should be. Yeah, and hopefully that will be for every other job that you guys go on to do. Um, Isabel, asking you, you, what was it about this, this show and this production that attracted to you, uh, to you in the first place when, when you were first approached? It's kind of what you said earlier as well. When I first read the script, I felt like this is the show I needed when I was a teenager. Yeah. And to be honest, it's the show I still need now. <laughs> I think there's so many great kind of themes and topics that are touched upon, and it's all about being brave and finding your voice and... It's on the inside that matters, uh, what matters. And yeah, so that really spoke to me. And, and yeah, also, because I've not really seen anything that it is, takes place in a university for the creative arts. And I think there was something really exciting about exploring that world and just showing people finding their voice through their artistic voice as well. It's incredible that you say that because I totally agree. I went to like a creative arts union and like there wasn't anything where you could see that. I was like you said mm. that you're expected to go to university and get certain grades or like get grades for that university and whether that means yeah. And it, when I particularly when I was younger, I don't remember everyone like flying the flag for creative arts or that actually that could be a route for a career. I think that's what's really struck me about the show today is that you, there's something now shining like that for a younger audience where they can go, oh maybe actually I fancy doing a bit of art or yeah. I fancy being a designer. And also one thing as well, that, which we were all really on the same page about, is that we wanted the, the group of the lead cast to be diverse and, and we were really keen on, you know, just casting the best people um, rather than going for a specific, you know, ethnicity for certain parts. And that was something that was really important to us, that we had a group of people that kind of reflected the world as it is. And particularly having, you know, a mixed race lead actress was something that I thought was really nice. And, exciting as well. We've got your casting director, Rob, actually, in the yes, audience, Rob. I believe, and we're going to ask him later about that casting process. Rob, you're there. I think I can see you. Um, we'll get a microphone to you very shortly. Um, just coming to the process of actually when you guys were all filming, was it quite a young cast? Um, was it a real collaborative effort whilst you were all on set, or was there things that kind of you had to put in place and it had to be, you know, that way or no way? Or, I mean, you said as well as terrible. I thought this was being recorded as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think only when it got to the end of the day, we had five minutes left, and I was like, okay, guys, come on, <laughs> stop messing about. <laughs> um, no, I mean, what was so nice about it is that we shot the pilot like half a year before we started filming the series. So by the time we came back, we were all just really good friends. And we had a week to rehearse as well, which was so lovely. So we could just go through everything that anyone was concerned about and, and just really just in a safe room, just Holly, me and the cast, and had time to mess about and, and really dig into those characters and yeah so I think by the time we got on set it felt really easy mm -hmm. and really natural this is where you completely disagree <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not and I think with our cast we are all similar ages and um, I mean we just had so much fun just so much fun we laughed all together and you know there's so many of us like how can you not and, I mean you can see it there I think you can see that radio actually <laughs> from your performances um, you both obviously play Lexi and Lee uh, there are characters that are very, quite, are very different, uh, have very yeah. different qualities. Yeah. What do you mean? What? <laughs> no! <laughs> um, would you say that there's any particular like, personality traits that you kind of um, you adore about them or you aspire or, or like, that really actually you can relate to or any other characters within the Athena that you really can relate to and, and like, take from? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Lexi can just put a positive spin onto any situation. I mean, she will be your go-to girl for boy trouble, food trouble, what to get for dinner, what to put in your flat, <laughs> and she will tell you all of this 
whilst eating popcorn, pizza, chips. You know, she's just this effervescent bundle of joy. And I just think, I hope I would be like that. And my friends would say that I'd be like that and good with the advice and everything. And she's just wonderful. It's just a joy to play her, yeah. Lee is not like that. <laughs> uh, no, Lee's great. But uh, she's like way cooler than I am. Brevity. That's, 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 that's key there. I feel like you both have a very good like um, wit and sarcasm to you. <laughs> no, that, no that is, that's Holly. That's all her. <laughs> no, I, um, I think you were saying about like, are there other, are there other characters in the, in the cast mm -hmm. that you like empathise with or you, you, you see reflected in yourself? And I think the wonderful thing that Isabel and Holly and everybody did is that nobody is one thing. It's, you often get this with like teen shows, everyone's like a trope. Mm -hmm. You're the jock, you're the cool girl, you're the mm -hmm. sarcastic person who's miserable all the time, whatever. <laughs> but like the, um, the nice thing is that everybody has like, a, like these multifaceted journeys. So I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, well, who do I empathize with like in the show? Everybody, mm -hmm. like there is a certain like little, little moment in every character where you're like, oh, that chimes with something that I experienced. Yeah. And yeah, for sure, I think that's really, because nobody's ever one thing, are they? I thought it was quite interesting that the lead male character, Sam, wasn't the typical jock who was really popular and oh. everyone loved him, like, bowed down his feet. <laughs> Sorry, I know you're there. No, but I find that quite interesting, because usually in, like, teen dramas, they would be that super confident footballer, the, you know, the one the girls all fancy, but actually there was a real kind of, you know, element of sadness to him. And, you know, um, and actually, yeah, I, I agree with that, that, it's, that it really is multifaceted, all those characters. And also, can I just say, I think with Ella's character, with Nyla, I think for any... Um, for any, any child starting school, I mean, even starting a job, a new job, you know, a new school, a new job, there's that, oh gosh, am I, is anyone gonna like me? Am I gonna make friends? And I think it's so important for people to watch that and see like, you are okay, you, can, you, know, you may have been a world famous model, but you know, it's still daunting for everyone starting. So I think that's a lovely message. I was kind of writing in that first episode when she was creating that first design and then like scrapped it for the simple and safe. And I was like, bring it back, bring back the first design so we can all see it. Yeah. Um, so I love that, yeah, you're totally right. Because we do all have those like, moments of just complete like yeah fear oh, yeah. and and having to jump in at the deep end i'm going to talk to rob now actually about this casting process because we're talking a lot about these characters rob would you want to stand up yes, for us please stand up, oh, stand yeah. up. <laughs> go on so there is a lot to see a lot of young talent display in this um series and we just want to know how you went about the uh, casting process particularly um, when you didn't have the series commission guaranteed, uh -huh. and did you already have specific actors in mind? No, we saw well over 2,000 actors for all the roles. What? Well done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we workshopped because we didn't really, we couldn't identify exactly what we were looking for at the beginning, so it was workshopping. We moved certain actors to different roles. So it was a real workshop process, and suddenly when these actors came in and they started to develop the characters, we kind of felt, yeah, this is the cast. And obviously they're super talented and super pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Were there many changes between the first pilot episode that you'd cast and then to when you actually like, started filming the series? I think the characters just developed more. Yeah, we didn't recast anyone. You didn't recast no, anyone. No, no, no. no. We all kept our jobs. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. I know. Thanks for being so kind about that. I'm <laughs> like sacking them before it starts. Um, that was pretty much it. Thank you. Okay, you can sit back perfect. down. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> um, I want to ask you girls because uh, we were talking about the current situations, like things being very different from 10 years ago to mm. what they are now, with the world of like fashion and modeling um, being maybe more accessible these days because of the likes of Instagram. Do you think that um, 
do you think it is right and how realistic do you think the Athena is reflecting what is the current situation with like Instagram and girls modeling and having those paths? Do you think they're tapping into a current um, day and age? Um, I mean, yes, I do. I think, um, you know, with the likes of Instagram and all the social media, you can, you don't just have the girls on Vogue who are modeling the latest designs. You can have, you know, plus size or um, race ethnicities um, for um, to be able to be a model and you know there's women just showing off you know on Instagram you're just seeing beautiful women of course and yes you look at it every day and that can sometimes you know get you down and whatever but I think with Instagram it is um, it's changing the idea of fashion mm -hmm. and modeling mm -hmm. because it's yeah as I said it's just not the girls on Vogue or that you see on the catwalk um, and I mean Lexi is a model and she um, when I took on the role and I knew she was a, a model. I, my fear, I was like, well, she, I'm, I know, I'm not a size zero, but then in fact, I just got more and more comfortable with the fact, you know, you can just go for the smile. And she books every single gig, Lexi, so, um, yeah. yeah. So. I think also the, the storyline in the pilot with the designer basically uh, causing Nyla's career to end effectively because she criticizes him. That was something, you know, that we, we shot the pilot in July 2017, so that was a few mm. months before the whole Harvey Weinstein scandal came yeah. out and the Me Too uh, movement started. So it just shows kind of how, how on point yeah. mm. Holly was in her thinking there. And, and that <laughs> it, was, it was really nice to kind of revisit that when we came back to shoot the series while this movement was happening. And also a really, um, I thought it was a really clever way of having that conversation without it being too serious or downtrodden in the first episode, but touching on something like you say that is so on point at the moment. Um, but you were ahead of the game, you knew what was going to happen before <laughs> we all did. Um, right, we jumped around um, between episodes because we wanted to show some of the story development. Um, are you allowed to tell me any more about what happens in the series after episode big six? Spoilers. Ah. I mean, we can't do really big spoilers because they would actually spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> do they, I imagine we keep seeing the journeys of all the characters. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, there were a couple of characters that we didn't get to see so much of that, that we get to see more of as well. Okay. Um, so like Satori, who just pitches up in that episode mm -hmm. um, and causes trouble, she actually becomes a genius. <laughs> she becomes a really big character. And, and actually, again, you know, you, like she's quite led. She's not necessarily, um, yeah, as one-dimensional as she might I love it, seem. You're, you're when you very carefully yeah. what you're seeing. It's complicated. <laughs> I mean, it's um, and then also Lenny, who I think you literally get one scene, but other the male lead, he has a massive storyline. It's okay. huge. I think, like, yeah, this guy here, Basil, like he's like massively important. Yeah, they all really, they all like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and like Jamie and Naomi developed too. Brilliant. I mean, they're, they're not completely redeemed though, but you, they, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fair um, to say. I think the thing, just having seen two episodes, you don't really get to see how much of an ensemble mm. piece it is. Like, it, it very much is about the whole group. And that's the thing, the nice thing about having 26 episodes that you really get to dive into mm. each character. And what you said earlier, you know, everybody is on a journey and you kind of identify with certain aspects of everybody's mm. character. And that is because, you know, we have the luxury to mm. spread things out and really yeah. dig deep. Well, the, um, I think the Sky Kids bosses are in the audience. I've got a question for Lucy. Lucy, are you around? Hi, Lucy. We <laughs> um, just wanted to ask you, what was it appeal to you about the show? And how do you think it'll play out on social media, given that um, there will be an engaged audience across various platforms? Going back to your first question, mm -hmm. the, what appeals is the obvious um, quality and talent of, 
um, absolutely every aspect of the production, from the writing. The cast was fantastic, um, and it just looked very, very different to anything that we've currently got. We have an awful lot of drama on Sky um, from Nickelodeon and Disney, but most of that's American, so to have something very, very British and with a really diverse and, and very British cast was very important to us. And also the fact that the creativity was very integral to all the storylines, and it wasn't just a kind of, it's set in an art college, but nobody actually does anything. All of the <laughs> storylines really showed all those different crafts and how people have to work at them, and how you can find your voice through creativity. And that was just something very fresh and distinctive that we loved. Um, and then the social media piece is an interesting one because our audience is, um, you know, 13, 14-year-olds who shouldn't be on social media and are. Um, so <laughs> we know that, um, you know, a lot of the cast already have social media presences and will be followed by our audience. Um, and that's really, again, it's, it's an interesting one, but we have a big on-demand, um, you know, kids will be watching this on-demand. Um, be able to watch lots of episodes all in one go and you know it's a different way of viewing and obviously social media um, we don't have social media for kids because as I say under 13 they shouldn't be on social media anyway mm. but we do have social media for adults and we'll be really promoting the show um, on the Sky Kids so it's going to be available on demand official. yes which is not really the dumb thing like, obviously we have that for drama series for like older like a series, shall we say, and whatnot. So it's kind of a new thing in itself, having like a teen drama on yeah, demand I, that you can consume as and when you like. Which absolutely, is... being behaviours are really changing. Um, kids are just like us; they like watching live TV, but they really love a box set. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant! Thank you so much. Um, we're going to go uh, give you guys a chance now to ask some questions. Just to point out to you, we are recording everything today for our uh, Bafta Gurus <laughs> podcast. So if you could just wait for the microphone to come to you so we can record your um, answers and it will go out on the podcast as well. Uh, this gentleman here is the first one with his hand up. Um, thank you all so much for a really entertaining couple of episodes. I mean, I, I haven't got access to it, but I thought it was very entertaining. Brought back memories of Grain Show and stuff like that. Um, question for Holly is obviously it's spread over 26 episodes. I mean, what themes are you exploring in the other episodes? And have you, did you resist any temptation to go possibly to an even darker place? And also to the actors, did you, I mean, how much did you input did you have on developing the characters further from what they were in the script? <laughs> um, in terms of, yeah, I think the way that I looked at some of the storylining was 26 episodes. I, in my head, I kind of broke it down into chapters. So I kind of like saw each block of scripts as kind of like, as like yeah, it's like a chapter. And I wanted each chapter to have a storyline that, that is something you actually go through when you're a teenage girl. Um, and so that was one of the ways I really, I, yeah, I approached it. So, so the first, so I think I can kind of do this roughly without spoilers. So the first kind of chapter and the culmination of that storyline was I wanted to look at, at bullying um, because I thought there's something that you go through even if you're someone like Nyla. And actually I wanted to blow that up a little bit because I think... Um, yeah, all girls get a hard time. Pretty girls do. Every size and shape of girls get a hard time, so I wanted to examine that. Um, then the next chapter, I wanted to look at figuring out your sexuality um, because that's something that you, you start to figure out at that age. Then I wanted another chapter, which was kind of do with like having your first boyfriend and trying to navigate that. Friendship is a huge theme throughout, but that was my way of looking at it. It was like just, yeah, looking at what matters to you at that age, what are you going through at that age, and then, yeah, 
examining it then. Yeah, in that way. One last question is, was the talking to camera influenced by Ferris Bueller? <laughs> no, but I love John Hughes. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I guess we like the idea of something, an intimate connection between our lead character and the audience. And I think we decided quite early on that if we're going to be in a creative world, we should have creative storytelling. So yeah. using things like flashback, fantasy, talking to camera, it just seemed like, why would you not do that? Why would you have like really straight storytelling when we're encouraging people to be creative? So it, it kind of came out of that. Were you yeah. on set most of the time when they were filming? A fair bit, yeah. but, but also there was a lot to write. Yeah. <laughs> and being on set is fun and distracting, as I believe George R. R. Martin has found out. So yeah. Thank you for your question. Has anyone else got any questions? Put your hands up and we'll get the microphone to you. Hello. Question for Holly. Um, what's your ambition for the, for the series? Um, <laughs> my bit, okay, my main ambition is I think, I think being a teenager can be really lonely. And I think, so my main ambition is that teenagers find this series and see their stories reflected back at them and feel less alone. Any other questions? Put your hands up. Oh, gentlemen. I've got, I've got a question, I think, for all of you. It's, it comes from not knowing much about the industry. There was a moment when the, the Prussian aristocrat, that, that funny moment when she said, so, behind my, Nyla, and it made me laugh. And it, I just wonder how, where that comes from. Is it the writer envis envisaging that moment, or is it the director, or is it the actress? You know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> That, that all, particular moment was you guys, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the dialogue was there, but the I, it was definitely Isabel and, um, and Eve who, yeah, who nailed was, it. Because, I mean, how brilliant is Eve? She's <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so it was just something on the day where the way she played it, it just clicked in my head and I thought, okay, no, we, we have to kind of do this camera move. And we were just kind of sitting there, you know, sort of uh, in between funny and creepy. And, <laughs> and it worked really well, so, yeah. And I think maybe overall as well, like more generally in terms of those moments, I think everyone really did connect with their character and develop their character. So there were, there were constantly moments like that where actually they would do something and then it would be like, should we keep it? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyone else? Questions? Hand in it with a gentleman. Oh, yep, there's a girl there. This is a question for Holly. Um, what impact do you think it will have on teenagers today? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I hope, <laughs> I hope it inspires them to be creative, um, to know it's okay to spend a bit of time trying to figure out who you are, um, to know that whoever you are is okay. Question. Hey. There's a gentleman two rows back just in the middle. Hello. Um, what is the greatest thing you've ever done but you've never been given credit for? Is that, is that to everyone? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. to everyone. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what a question. I feel like I want everyone on this stage to answer that question. Yeah. Shall we start with you, Sophie? The greatest thing I've ever done and never been credit for. Um, Doing the washing up, my mum not saying, well done. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. That sucks. Um, <laughs> having to work with all these terrible actors and never being thanked. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, tone, didn't read. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I think if it was, yeah, part of the greatness of whatever the great things you do, uh, 
is the fact you don't need to be thanked, and that that should stand as... Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, totally yeah. copped out of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but a great question. Yeah. Really good question. Um, I grew up in Germany and I was quite a good yodeler as a kid. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. I will never ever do it. You have no. to know. Absolutely not. Do you no. ever like that parties oh, no. at parties? You know, just locked away in the closet. Don't ask when I was a kid. Um, I think probably whenever I've done something that I think deserves credit, I'm a bit annoying and I hassle people to give me credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not sure that's really happened. I think I, I bug people and go, did you see the... <laughs> did you know I'm going to tell that story again about the time I stood up to a bully? Credit me. So yeah, I think probably I'm quite bad at hassling people. Excellent question. <laughs> yeah, brilliant question. There's, there's a lady down here who wanted to ask a question and then I've got you up the back, haven't I? So we'll come... Oh, you already got the mic. Okay. Do you want to go first and then we'll come to this lady after? You hold um, on to that. How do you prepare yourself for an emotion and emotional scene like crying? Oh, um, well, we had one together. The ballet scene. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, with, yeah, with Alice. Um, there's, there's, there's <laughs> it's difficult with Alice, who plays Miju, to get yourself prepared for an emotional scene because she is um, a bundle of joy. <laughs> and doesn't stop talking. So um, <laughs> I take myself off into a corner and um, just sort of go through my lines and, and just try to just really focus on the scene that I'm about to do. You do the scene a fair few times whilst you're filming, so um, you can really, you, you've got a good 10 to 15, if you're taking your time, um, minutes to really, really get there. And you've got your close up where you. Um, may really need to go for it, and, and, and you can prepare yourself for that before and whilst you're doing it as well. And I think for me as a director, it's just kind of talking to the actor and finding out what is best for them. How can I help them mm -hmm. to, to get there? And in that scene with Sophie, like I remember we were talking about, you know, at what point do you want the close-up on you? Do mm -hmm. you want to do it a few times? Do you want to start right away with the close-up? It's just about having yeah. a conversation and finding out what works. And, there's a scene as well that I did with, with Eve that was quite an emotional one, and I just realised that she just wanted to be left alone. Because I, I quite like a happy set atmosphere, and I liked to joke, and I could see that she was not responding to my jokes. So, so, so I knew, okay, she's in her zone, I'm just going to leave her there. So I feel like that's my end of the job, just to find out mm. how can I when you help did, you. Sorry, when you do do scenes like that, is it hard to come out of that emotion? Do you have to kind of like really like switch out of it? Because, you know... It's obviously quite emotionally draining, I imagine, getting into that mindset. Do you have like, a technique to get out of that once you've done something like that? Um, I don't so much have a technique, I guess. Just take a couple of breaths, go outside, get some fresh air, and then you've got your next scene, which is probably going to be a really happy scene. You've got to wipe away those tears and, and just get on with it. So, um, yeah. Fair uh, we'll come to this lady here. Um, can you hear me? Um, yeah. Well done, a very good TV show. Uh, really good. Um, kind of a creative development question to Holly. How did this get started at the very beginning? Did you pitch it to Sky or did Sky reach out to you? Um, no, so to begin with, it was with us and, and with Depeche, um, who are the guys who, who do the magazine. And actually, we developed it just amongst ourselves for quite a long time. I mean, up to, to kind of, yeah, making the pilot. Although when Sky did come on board, they had some thoughts on the pilot, so we did some extra work. But, um, but we did... We started kind of in a bubble, and then Sky came and joined us. 
So yeah, but then things, and then just things change as well. So I think we had like quite a lot of scripts. All of those scripts ultimately changed because of the input from Sky. So, so yeah, I think that's true of a lot of development as well. You kind of begin on your own and then more and more people kind of join your party. Yeah. Okay, thanks, because I'm a screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else questions? Oh, some lady here. Is there anyone at the back? Because I can't really see. So if you do have, okay, there's one right at the back as well. We'll go to this young lady and then we'll come to you at the back. That's okay. Um, to the actors, how did you start your acting career? Uh, by accident, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, I, I got some really good advice, actually, when um, I was thinking, well, this is a job, and this is a job that people can do. And um, I really embarrassed myself in front of an actor I really liked. I was like, I really love you, tell me everything. And um, he said, Who just... What, sorry? Who was it? Do you know James Masters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really, yeah, yeah we, we've bonded <laughs> yeah, over yeah, this yeah. anyway, but yeah. We like similar so, TV. <laughs> I, I really embarrassed myself, and he gave me some really good advice, which was just do stuff. Even if it's bad, even if it's, um, like, you know, not, not with, like, loads of high production values or, or, or particularly good quality, just, like, doing stuff is the best way to start. So I went off and I did, like, Amdram, and I played like an old man in Annie and um, a strange tap dancer in Guys and Dolls with like a hundred sort of eight year old women. So yeah, the, the, that, and at the time I thought like, oh, this is, this can't be useful. This can't be like how real actors go out and do stuff. But that was like the reason I then found out about drama school. And then I went to drama school and I learned a bit more about like what it was like to do the job because a lot of the job isn't acting. Spoiler. But, yeah, so I would say, yeah, the best advice I got was just to go out and do stuff. And if there isn't anything, make your own stuff. Yeah. Put on shows. Force your mum to sit down and watch you do stuff. That's, <laughs> that's the name of the game, yeah. And I think ultimately, as well, you have to really, really love it because, as you say, it's not all just the acting. It's everything else, the highs and lows that come with it. So you've got to really love it. Thank you. Uh, there is a person at the back. Question at the microphone. What's your favourite scene during the filming? Ooh, uh, <laughs> good question. Do you have one particular one? I really enjoyed all of the Halloween party scenes that we did. That was filmed across two days. And we just had so much fun. And, but it, it was that, it was the mix of fun, but then also a few kind of really nice emotional scenes, like the scenes between Sam and Nisha. When, when Nisha gives Sam the bag, this is like, for her, this is such a big moment and, and and for him it's like this just that little bit of you know feeling better after everything that's happened to him that day but then there's also obviously then Nyla coming in with all of the confidence she could find in herself and just fight back so I think yeah those and, and just and nothing went wrong on those two days and I think it was just, <laughs> um, it was just a testament of you know how well, it was written, and how you know how absolutely amazing the costumes and the makeup were as well. I just want to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, and the production design, of course, the production design, because obviously, you know, we were in this little hallway, which is the student hall, and they really turned it into this amazing Halloween party. Um, so I, I had a brilliant time on those two days, all of the scenes from that party sequence. Yeah. Because I, I, I think some of my favourite scenes are the ones that were nothing's actually happening. It was when we were all just like sitting in a in the canteen. Like we, so there's there's a couple of scenes that are shot with like about hundred extras in our school canteen, and admittedly, like the days are long, things go wrong, 
set falls over, things blow up, like the usual. <laughs> but um, a lot of us were just like hanging out and having a party for 12 hours. Um, so that was like, was really nice. And they also like look beautiful as well. And you see, you see that borne out sort of when you watch sort of like the monitor and you see it, you're like, oh wow, this looks really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but no, that was really nice when it was sort of like, you got to see all the wheels in motion of how stuff like this gets made and, and everybody's sort of there. Or, and all the cars come together, those yeah, scenes. We're yeah. like a little team. <laughs> so fun. Um, yeah, and those are really fun. But I mean, the the we would yeah, I mean, we were literally just dressed up in pretty costumes and dancing around. So that sounds a bit lazy, but it was <laughs> but fun. It was really fun. But yeah. One more question. Yeah, this question is for Holly, I think. Um, I was wondering if you already started writing season two, and if you already started maybe writing a movie. And actually, <laughs> one more question. I don't know if, if you can answer it or it's you. Because I'm from um, Holland, Amsterdam, and I love, I, I grew up with British uh, television, but nowadays we cannot watch anything because it's region blocked and everything. So I'm actually wondering if we can also see this abroad, because I think everyone <laughs> should see this. Yeah. Three questions in a sentence, sorry. You're sitting next to the right person. Yeah, you are. As well. <laughs> I'll answer a bit about um, regional blocking, and um, no, you can't watch it in, in Amsterdam unless ZDF, who are selling the show, yeah. sell it to, um, who will be selling it internationally. And our hope is that as many people as possible see it because it's such a fantastic show. So um, in the UK and Ireland, it is just on Sky, but I'm sure it will be sold in Holland as well. Love that. <laughs> and then my two questions um, to you. Yeah. <laughs> with that, I, I haven't started writing series too. Um, I, I, well, maybe I've written a lot in my head. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of um, other journeys I want to take those characters on, but, but I haven't actually begun the process of writing it yet. And as to the movie, uh, I, I don't know if I ever will. I think it's, I don't really like the, you know, when you have a TV series and then you have the film and the films are normally rubbish. <laughs> yeah. So I think a TV series yeah. should maybe stay a TV series, but I mean, check in in five years if they offer me enough. Can I ask a question? Yeah, um, go on. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for letting us uh, on the set when we did film the behind the scenes. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed, obviously I had a different title at the start, and you said something interesting about it being an ensemble piece. Yeah. Is that part of the reason for the change of title? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely, 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it did, it did begin as very much kind of like single character in the world around that character, and then very, very quickly, although obviously Nyla's hugely important, but it absolutely became an ensemble piece. Um, yeah, so it needed a title that reflected that. So naming it, after the art college itself became a good way to do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. I, I think, again, that's a great testament to how brilliant the cast mm -hmm. were, because I know that seeing them perform then inspired you to Absolutely. work on their character arcs. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, constantly. It was a constant kind of, there was a constant back and forth and an evolution, I think, between what I was writing and what they were performing. And I'd watch them on set and then have a sense of where I could take them and what I could do and then go and do more writing. So, yeah. I wish I'd filmed it. I feel like I wanted to spend like a year filming with you all on set. <laughs> sounds like you all got on really well, which is lovely. And people don't say that when it definitely didn't happen. So much um, is that is that it now for the time we got for questions? Thank you, everyone who did ask questions. Thank you.